Hey, it's me, Nicole. Before we get on with the show, I wanted to ask you for a huge favor. If you're a fan of Winners United, I could really use your support to continue to grow this platform. So if you don't mind and you have time, I would truly appreciate you helping me out. There are four ways that you can help. I would love if you would help in all four ways, but at least help in one if you can't help in all four. So the ways are by subscribing, by rating, by writing a review, and by sharing the podcast out. I truly appreciate you, and I want to thank you in advance for your continued support. Learn about the strides female entrepreneurs of color are making. Be inspired by their story and enlightened by their leadership, insight, and advice. Welcome to Win Hers United, your one-stop shop for business, mindset, personal development, and self-care conversations. I'm your host, Nicole Walker, and I am excited that you're listening today. I hope you find this information useful, and if you do, it would make my day to hear from you. Go over to winhersunited.com and leave me a message in the contact form. I would love for you to share your takeaways and your thoughts with me. Now let's get on with what you came here for. This is season six, episode 12, entitled Therapy Helps Your Business with Elizabeth Davis. Okay, so Elizabeth, welcome. We are excited to hear about your journey and get some of your insight. Hi, Nicole. Thanks so much for having me. And I really appreciate you having me on your show. And I can't wait to share some things with you. Awesome. All right. So let's get started by you telling us about your professional background and what you currently do. Okay, sure. So I currently have a brand called Shadabi. I'm the proprietress of Shadabi. And we're a whole food, plant-based beauty and wellness brand with focus on transforming, restoring, and retaining healthy hair, skin, nails, and body. Now, background-wise, I am an engineer by trade. I studied construction engineering in college. I attended Florida A&M University, and so I got my degree in construction engineering technology, and that's what I did. That's what I did for eight and a half, almost nine years in corporate America, was build buildings and manage the building construction process. So yeah, my title was project manager and that's what I did. So when I started my business, I started it while I was actually an engineer at that time. And then it took me about two years to really build my business to almost three years. And then I finally left corporate America. Okay, nice. So that's to me, Two totally different worlds, right? From construction to, I would say, health and beauty, right? So how did you, how did that jump occur? Okay, so I was, like, while I was in corporate, I was thinking, hmm, I want to start my own business. I don't know what it's going to be. That's when I'll be truly, truly, like, satisfied and feel like I found my passion is when I have a business to run because I completely believe in ownership and owning your own, especially in our community, in the African-American community. It used to be a big thing that we owned our own, but 
I think we had gotten away from that. Mm. So I was like, you know, to do what I'm supposed to do for my community, to do what I'm supposed to do for myself and feel passionate, I really want to have my own business. So what was right in front of my face was hair care. Mm. It was just something that I did in my pastime anyway, something I really enjoyed doing. And people will always ask me, Liz, how did you grow your hair so long? How is it so thick and beautiful? And so I would tell them the things that I would do because I was always on like different blogs, always on forums, always testing different products and testing different ingredients and mixing things up in my kitchen. And so I was like, oh, that's what I should do. But then I was like, well, no, that just sounds too easy. I thought you had mm-hmm. to do something that was. <laughs> At first I was like, maybe I should be doing something that's a little bit more complicated. I don't know. But you know what? Whatever you're passionate about, when it comes to business, there'll be things that are challenging anyway. So do something that comes easy to you. Something that you're really talented in. Yes. And that's I what I decided that. to do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. Right. Cause to me, that sounds like, like what you said, as far as it being easy, it's not, it doesn't seem like work because it's something that you actually enjoy doing, but yet now you've found a way to make it lucrative for you and yourself and even leave corporate America. So that's awesome. Yes. Yes. I'm very happy and proud that I was able to do it. Okay. All right, so let's go back in time. Can you tell us what you wanted to be when you grew up? Hmm. Well, I'm just thinking back, like when I was younger, the different like roles that my cousins and I would play. So I wanted to do, I'd be a doctor at one point, but that was short-lived for me. I wanted to do, be a singer, I couldn't sing. what else I wanted to be an actress I can't act I'm just too myself (laughs) (laughs) so that was different things throughout life that I wanted to be as a child but the one that really stuck with me was architecture and building yeah like when I was in high school I started getting into that and I was like well I can do this this is fun it's creative And I decided that's what I was going to do when I got to college. So I get to college and at FAMU, when you get to college, you actually start in some of your core classes. Mm. And so I had studio and I did that for my first year, my freshman year. And I decided to switch to construction Mm. project management. I was for sure in all of high school, I was like, no, I'm just going to be an architect and that's it. And then I decided to switch because it just seemed like a more, a more social position. Okay. What else I really liked about it was that you learned how to manage people, manage places and manage things. And that's something I enjoyed to do because as a child, my, my aunt actually used to call me mama because I'm bossy. Mm. <laughs> And I do not like being called bossy, but I did come to realize that I, hey, that's just the way it is. So I own it now. And now I'm a boss of my own company. So I'm happy. Good for you. I love that. I love that too. Because even though like with your business, you're not doing construction, right? Project management to me goes across all levels. Like that's always needed, you know? So I'm sure that you see those project management skills showing up in your business as well. 
yes, it's very transferable skills for sure. Yeah. It it applies to any business. And so I thought before I started my business, I was thinking, well, I have to go and get a business degree. I have to go and get an MBA. I have to do this or do that just to actually start a business. But really, there's already transferable skills that you can utilize in your business. Yeah, I agree. And so that's what I decided to do. Good for you. Yeah, I... And I think too, that's just maybe fear. Cause that's what I did to myself. I told myself, Oh, no one's going to take you seriously if you don't have an MBA, you know? So I went back to school and got my MBA and that was quote unquote what I needed. But then I found myself two years later still doing the same thing. So then it was like, okay, Nicole, this is what you said you needed. You know, what are you doing? So it's like, we put all these hurdles in front of us. That's not necessary. Right. So I love that. I feel like even life skills can be transferable, right? For sure. And we find ourselves procrastinating and telling ourselves, talking to ourselves negatively. So negative Mm -hmm. self-talk. And that's really something that people should work on, especially when you're starting a business. It's working on your mindset. Mm -hmm. I'm very talented and I really feel like anyone in the world can have talent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right especially as African Americans too we are very talented people however it's really the mindset that will get mm-hmm. you to where you want to go because yeah. in business not only do you use your own talent and your own vision you can hire other people for their talents and their vision yes good point good point all right so tell us about a pivotal point in your life and how it shaped who you are today Okay, a pivotal point in my life. Let's see. Let me give a good example. I think I have a few. So I'll say I'll go back to corporate America and go back to the mindset thing. So when I was in corporate and working my nine to five, which was really six to six, (laughs) (laughs) everyone around me, their main thing to do was project management. That was what they did. Everyone around me at the time, especially in 2014, when I thought of my business was 2014 and really just put it on paper that this is the business that I'm going to do. Okay. And so when I thought of it, none of my friends had businesses at the time. Like kind of being an entrepreneur now is a popular thing. Mm. but and it's more information that you can access but before in 2014 it was not so popular most people were working corporate and so I had to really focus on shifting my mind by what I was reading and what I was entertaining okay and so I would go online and read more about other entrepreneurs read about And usually these entrepreneurs were not even in my age group at the time because I'm reading about people like Steve Jobs and and all these people, how they started their business. Mm -hmm. And then I also had to stop doing some of the the things that I was doing to be able to save my money and put my money aside. Because I don't know about you, but when when I was in corporate America, I noticed that what you're getting paid is okay. You're getting a great salary. You're getting a good amount of money. However, to start a product-based business is very important to 
have a savings. Okay. And have money put aside. And you have to be able to purchase the goods mm. and the ingredients. And so I was like, okay, friends, no club <laughs> today. <laughs> no happy hour today. And I really had to start focusing on saving my money and putting away for my vision. Okay. Which was challenging to do because nobody else was doing it at the time. So, yeah. yeah. I like that. I like that. That reminded me of the saying, no sacrifice, no victory, right? So you had to sacrifice to get where you wanted to go. And I agree with you. I feel the same way when I started this podcast is like the people I was surrounding myself around weren't thinking the way I was thinking, you know, or headed in the direction that I was looking toward. So it felt a little lonely. I kind of didn't even realize this whole other community of people existed until I decided I wanted to be this other person, you know? And then of course, like you said, though, it's a little more populated, but still, if your mind isn't in that zone, you'll never know about this other population, regardless of whether, you know, it's, it's a lot of people there or not, you know, you have to get your mind there before you can even get there. So. Exactly. You have to have vision. And then I noticed that as a business owner, you have to be a leader. Yes. So other people around you may not be there, but you should be going outside of your network to help you get to where you want to go. Yes, I agree. All right. Okay. So tell us what you consider to be a strength of yours and a weakness, but then tell us what you do to get around your weakness. Sure. Okay. So what I consider my strength is my vision, my creativity and my management skills. Okay. And what I consider my weakness is actually when you're focused on the vision, the bigger vision and the bigger picture, it's like there's a lot of little things that can fall through the cracks. Okay. And so that's my weakness sometimes is because I'm like, okay, I, I just kind of put too much on my plate. And so as a person, like with my company, I am the only like full-time employee in my company. And then I have contractors for other things that I do. Mm-hmm. So like one of my things is to hire a executive assistant Okay. now so that those little details that I'm kind of struggling with, let me go through this list and make sure I get everything done, have someone else to help me with that too. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for that. I love that. And that's part of the reason why I asked this question is to let people know, like, we all have weaknesses, but the goal is to figure out how to get around it. You know, we have to accept who we are and figure out ways to get to where we want to go with our shortcomings, right? So. Exactly. Because I always just say, hire somebody that's good at something that you're not good at. Yes. Like for me, like digital marketing, I don't do my own digital marketing. I'm not good at that. So I hire somebody else to do that. I'm not a photographer. I can take some photographs. I can record some video, but it takes me a little bit longer to get set up and get to where I'm going rather than hiring a professional to be able to do that. So I always say hire a professional. Okay. Okay. Great advice. All right. So tell us what you're currently doing to improve yourself personally and or professionally. Okay, sure. So to improve myself personally, I am currently working out. 
because I've kind of let that fall to the wayside since I've been working from home as much. It's like, I don't want to leave the house as much. And I just said, well, we're on quarantine right now. So my life is already quarantined, technically. (laughs) (laughs) My life is already on the internet because I'm an online entrepreneur. For the most part, most of my products are sold online and everything we do is like through email or online. So I'm definitely trying to continue with my workout schedule personally and professionally. I think this works for personal and professional is to start going to therapy. Okay. And so I, I actually did that before I started my business because it helps you work on like your cognitive distortions. Like we were saying like, Oh, I can never do this or or this is too difficult or too big to do. And it really helps you work on like minimizing and maximizing situations and how to move forward positively in your life. So that's something that I've been doing and that I'm going to continue to do. And I recommend everyone to do that. You're not crazy. You're just human. And you just always need someone else to just come in and help you to just see things a little differently and change your mindset back to the mindset thing. Yes. I love it. Cause that's the total premise of she leads podcast for me personally is mindset. Cause that's an area I struggled in as well. And I go to therapy also. So I know, you know, definitely great benefits. I love that you put that under the professional category, right? Cause in my head, I went from personal things, but I do agree that I I suffer with self-doubt a lot, right? So then you have that person that's letting you know, like, no, whatever, in relation to self-doubt and things like that. And it does trickle over into business. So I love that you put that in that professional category. Yes, for sure. Because when I started, I started for business because I wanted to be able to really get my business to the level that I wanted it to be. And I was struggling with the self-doubt at the time. Okay. And so that's where we really started. But at the same time, I don't know if your therapist talks about this, but it's like the will of life. There's like different things in life and they all come together. Okay. So you have the professional, you have your vocation, your career, you have your health, you have family and friends, you have intimacy, you have social life. All of these things come together and they create a whole life. And it's like, where are you at on this scale mm. of each of these things? And how can you work to improve it? Okay. Yeah, no, we haven't covered that yet. But look, you about to have me say, y'all ain't doing your job. Look, <laughs> <laughs> I need to know about this will. No, I love yeah. that though, right? Because we are multifaceted people. That's just like if a person's a workaholic, you're not paying attention to all other aspects of your life. So I love that paying attention to each aspect and where it falls, like you said. Yes, for sure. That's awesome. Oh, thanks for sharing that. Okay. You're welcome. All right. So do you have a morning routine? And if so, can you share it with us? Yes, I do have a morning routine. It's pretty simple. So the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is, or when I'm coming to, like, I'm a person, sometimes I hit the snooze button, sometimes I don't. Okay. But before I get out of bed, 
the first thing that comes to my mind and that I do is I thank the Lord. Yes. And I thank God. And I say it over in my head, like multiple times, like 10, 20 times while I'm lying there. The next thing I do is, and I know people say, don't do this, check your email, but I check my email. Okay. And the reason I do that is because just in case someone emailed me and I could give them a quick answer, I'll reply to that right away. And then anything that's, I feel like is going to take me a little bit longer, then I just leave that mark that is unread and I go back to it when I get to my desk. The next thing I do after I get myself ready for the day, like, of course, brushing your teeth and all that stuff, mm-hmm. is I go and get my handy dandy glass water bottle. I make sure mm-hmm. I fill that up. I take my probiotics and my vitamin D and I get to work. Okay. So when I get to my computer, the next thing that I do is I meditate for 15 minutes. Okay. And so I have like this little meditation music that I listen to and it's only 15 minutes long and I'm just thinking positively and thinking about how I want my day to go. And then I read, I have a list of positive affirmations that I read. Some are biblically based and some of them are like quotes from business women and men that I just have found to be very helpful in getting my mindset together. And then I start working. I love that. And I love, I love that. And I love like, just like what you said, like some people say, don't do this. Right. And what I like about this question is your morning routine is yours, right? Like everyone, you know, people are different. Like you got to try stuff to see what works for you. And yeah, maybe answering emails doesn't work for some people, but like you said, you get the easy stuff out the way. That way you can focus more on what takes more time later and mm-hmm. finding what works for you. Yes, for sure. Now you led right into the next question, which is asking about positive affirmations. So can you share your favorite one with us? Well, it's like, I don't really have a favorite one and it's kind of, my thing is my favorite one is depends on what's going on in my life at that time. Okay. So it kind of changes up, but I do actually have a favorite poem. Okay. And I can read it to you. Okay. Okay. So this poem is called My Wage and it's actually on my wall. I have a wall in my office that's like a dry erase wall. And so I write on here, like my different goals for the year and things like that, so I can always see them, and I can just look straight at my wall and see them. So, like, this poem is on my wall. And this poem is called My Wage by Jesse Bell Rittenhouse, and it was written, like, I think over 100 years ago, almost 100 years ago, but it's still applicable today. Okay. Because, you know, they say there's nothing new under the sun. At all. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, okay, so here it is. I bargained with life for a penny, and life would pay no more. However, I begged that evening when I counted my scanty score. For life is a just employer. He gives you what you ask. But once you have set the wages, why, you must bear the task. I work for a menial's hire, only to learn dismayed that anything I asked of life, life would have willingly paid. I love that. 
I love it. And when, when it says, I only, only to learn dismayed that any wage I access of life, life would have willingly paid. I'm like, that's so true because back to when I was in corporate America, I'm like, okay, I'm getting paid. I get a good salary, but if I have my own business, I can really go here. I can really do this. And that poem kept that on my mind. Mm. What am I asking for life or what am I settling for in life mm. and where can I be and go? Yes. Yeah. That made me think of you get what you ask for. Right. So it's exactly. like, what are you believing in? You know, what do you believe in yourself in? What do you believe in God for? Exactly. I love exactly. it. Awesome. Thanks for that. Okay. So tell us about how you stay on the cutting edge in your field. Okay. So as far as staying on the cutting edge in my field, I definitely think that just being online and just reading the latest of the latest in not only hair care, but in business is a necessity. And so I definitely subscribe to like the major business online publications and then also to the hair care publications so that I can just stay up to date on that. Okay. What are, what is the business one you subscribe to? Um like Forbes. Okay. Entrepreneur, Business Insider. Let's see what else. Any apps that I use, I subscribe to those particular updates so I can stay on the latest with those apps. So everything that I use as a part of my business mm-hmm. I make sure I'm subscribed to that in my email so that when it's time for me to just read about it I am able to do that I've even subscribed to a logistics magazine recently because I'm trying to improve the logistics of my shipments and my supply chain so yeah things like that okay. I like that yes be informed right yes Okay, so tell us about the toughest struggle you had to overcome and how you overcame. The toughest struggle I had to overcome. I think that just kind of goes back to the whole mindset thing. I think that was the toughest for me. And that's something that lasted over time because now when I come to a struggle, I just, I take care of it so quickly now right? Like it's a challenge, but it's not so much so that I'm debilitated by it. And that's like really important. Okay. Yes. Yes. All right. Do you have like, do you have a leadership principle or practice that governs your life? And if so, can you share with us? A leadership principle that governs my life. Sure. One of my leadership principles is to plan. And that's important when leading your team to making sure that your vision is their vision and that they can see that. And you can never really over explain yourself. You have to explain until the person understands. And you have to rephrase until the person understands. And it's important to have patience and perseverance and endurance during those times. Yes. I love that. I love that. Right. I love (laughs) that. You can never over explain. Yes. And and I'm telling you, I've been like, before I'm like, well, 
when I was younger, even just a couple of years ago, I'm like, well, I don't understand why you're not getting what I'm saying in my mind, you know? But it's like, you can never under over explain because these are, it's the meeting of two minds. And when you have a team, it's the meeting of a group of minds. And so everyone has different ideas. Everyone has different things that they bring to the table and a different way that they think and processes. So it's really, you can never over explain. Yes. Good. I love that. I love that. And that is like, that teaches us patience and compassion, right? Because like you said, we don't all think the same. And even though it sounds simple and straight to the point to you, it could sound like a foreign language and like you're an alien to someone else, you know? So awesome. All right. So can you tell us about a resource that you use and how you utilize it? A resource that I use either personally or professionally? Sure. Here's my favorite resource that I use that's like so simple that I know a lot of people may do this or they may not do this. But on my phone, on my iPhone, I definitely use my calendar. I I use that calendar because as many tasks as I have to do, I'm like, if I'm not using it, something's going to slip through the cracks. Okay. So, so I can stay up to date. I am using that calendar and it's so simple, making sure that I'm just scheduling any little thing that I have to do for the day. I'm putting it in there. Okay. So do you go as far even to schedule like your exercise and things like that? that yes. Okay. Yes. I put everything in there so I can see how it all fits together. Okay. Yeah, and that goes back to your planning. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So tell us about your favorite quote. What's your favorite quote? Or do you have one? My favorite quote. Now this one is from, and this is like the first one on my list from my biblical quote that I read in the morning. And it says, it's Job 38, 36. Who gives intuition to the heart and instinct to the mind? And the reason that I love that is because it just always reminds you of your humility. Mm. And it always reminds me to believe in myself. Okay. Because it's like believe and because sometimes we can overthink things, but it's like, what is your intuition saying? What is your instinct telling you to do? Follow it. I feel attacked. No, <laughs> I'm joking. No, but that was so good because I can be one of the most, like make, make something so simple, so hard because I overthink things. So mm-hmm. that to me was a great reminder. You know what you need to know for each situation. Yes. It's just about whether or not you trust yourself. Right. I think that's the yes. big thing. It's like, you just yes. don't trust what you feel as opposed right. to not knowing. Right. Exactly. And then sometimes it could be like, okay, my mind is overclouded. I need to just really clear my mind mm. and hear what's really going on here. Okay. So sometimes that's the case too. Okay. All right. Thanks for that. All right. So we're coming towards the end. So this is what I consider a fun question because I love travel. So can you tell us about the last vacation you had, vacations place, your favorite vac- vacation spot, and your next vacation spot? Oh, yes. I can definitely tell you about that, Nicole. So my last vacation was in South Africa. 
Yes, we went there the end of January, beginning of February. It was about a 15-day trip. And so what I loved about it was we went to Cape Town and Johannesburg, which are like the two major cities mm -hmm. in that area. And so it was just so beautiful. It was gorgeous. The oceans look different than they look here in America. And I was amazed to see, now I did not know this, and I'm like, should I admit this or not? But I did not know that in Africa they have penguins. You know what? My cousin went there and I saw her putting pictures of penguins. I didn't know either. Don't feel bad. Look, <laughs> unless you, you know, how would you know if you haven't done research or you haven't been, right? So Exactly, but I thought penguins were only like in the North Pole or in Alaska or the cold areas. But yeah, there's penguins in South Africa and it was just so amazing learning about the history with Nelson Mandela and then meeting the people and people are so happy like to meet you. And then I always think it's so nice because they always say, welcome home, my sister, because they know we're American or welcome home, my brother, because they know we're American, but they know our heritage is from Africa. And I think it's beautiful. My next vacation, which has been postponed until September, because we all know what's going on now, is going to be to Germany. I have a friend who's getting married. And so we're going to go to Germany and kind of tour around Europe while we're there. Nice. And so that's going to be really, really nice. And then what was your last question? What's your favorite question. vacation spot? What's my favorite vacation spot? My favorite vacation spot is anywhere with a hot tub, a pool, and a beach. <laughs> That's where I like to go. Okay. All right. I like that. We're going to keep it open. Look, long as you yes, have I keep it open. Yes. I love that. Now, I love, I've heard about Africa. I heard about the welcome home. But it was in different parts. So I love to see how that's a consensus as far as the location. Yeah. Yes, I love that too. Okay. All right. Thanks for sharing that. So before we go, or before I let you go, do you have any events or products, services, anything that you want to share with the listeners, how to contact you? Sure. So you can find our products, Shadavi hair products at www.shadavi.com and that's spelled S-H-E B like David A like Apple B like Victor I like Igloo and you can also find us at Shadavi on Instagram and you can find me personally at Queen Elizabeth Davis on Instagram Okay, I love that, Queen Elizabeth Davis. <laughs> thank thank you. you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate you sharing with us today and allowing us to know more about you and hear about your experiences and your expertise. Thank you so much, Nicole. I really appreciate you having me on your podcast. I can't wait to hear it. And I actually did listen to some of your previous podcasts and I think you're such a great interviewer and I appreciate you making me feel relaxed on this and I look forward to hearing it. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you for tuning in. Leadership empowerment for women of color. Please be sure to go to our Facebook page at She Leads Podcast to like, 
or follow us. Until next time, be empowered and empower on.